This episode is brought to you by 2 Before Performance Nutrition. 2 Before is a natural sports performance supplement made from New Zealand blackcurrant berries. There's a growing body of evidence behind these berries for improving endurance and kickstarting recovery. With a sweet and tangy berry flavor, you can mix it in water, juice, sports drinks, and smoothies. For optimal results, drink daily 30 to 60 minutes before training. Use code INDIANA30 online at 2before.com for 30% off 20-pack products and free shipping. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Indiana Runner podcast. My name is Josh Puccinelli, and this is my portion of the podcast where I sit down with some of the best coaches and athletes from around the state, past and present. We discuss the highs and lows of their running or coaching journeys, the key insights they've gained along the way, and often dive into the bigger picture beyond the course of the track, the things that make them human, not just elite runners or coaches. The following is a conversation with 2023 cross-country state champions, rebuff senior Cameron Todd and Indian Creek sophomore Libby Dowdy. Cameron is a two-time All-State finisher in cross-country, three-time All-State finisher in track, sixth-place finisher at last year's Foot Locker Cross-Country Nationals, and now cross-country state champion. Libby is a one-time All-State finisher in cross-country and has now added cross-country state champion to the resume of her young career. Upon graduating, Cameron will be joining the Fighting Irish of Notre Dame. During this conversation, we cover their start in the sport, handling early expectations, the support around them that has contributed to their success, their favorite workouts, everything cross-country state meet this year, what the rest of the season holds for them, how they're feeling heading into, into track and beyond, and much more. For being a killer on the course, Cameron is a super down-to-earth and nice guy off the course. I was impressed by his dedication to his craft, especially this year, doing most of his hard efforts alone. Libby is a rare blend of genuine humility, elite talent, and high levels of grit and determination. One who has not let the pressure of expectations affect her approach to training or racing. She's going to show up daily and give her best for her family, her team, and her faith. Thank you guys for listening to and supporting this podcast. We couldn't do it without you. As always, I hope you enjoy this conversation as much as I did. And without further ado, I give you Cameron Todd and Libby Dowdy. All right, Libby, Cameron, welcome to the Indiana Runner podcast. How's it going? Good. Fantastic. Thanks for having us. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, well, congrats are in order. Congrats on winning state. I'm sure it probably still still feels pretty surreal so far, but congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, it's it's still hitting in by the day, especially like at school and things. It's like they just put a sign up at my school today out front. It's just every day in one way or another. I keep thinking about it, you know. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, well, cool. I appreciate you guys taking the time to do this on a on a busy school night. I'm sure you guys still have some things to do. Um, I'm excited to kind of dig into your guys's running backgrounds, your stories, and then just everything surrounding the state meet. Um, excited to hear about it. So we start off each episode with what's called tier talk. So we rank our top three in a certain category. This week in the spirit of Halloween, I guess it's a little late, but still pretty pretty recent. Um, we're going to rank our worst or our least favorite three Halloween candies. <laughs> um, do you, either of you want to go first or you may take it? Libby, you got it. Um, I, I hate Twizzlers. I hate whenever I get Twizzlers. It's just like really upsetting. And then <laughs> Whoppers are kind of disgusting. Um, and I don't, I just hate Twizzlers. That's really my only big one. What is it about it? Is it the taste or the texture? Or... I don't know. Ever since I was young, I've always hated Twizzlers. 
<laughs> Fair <Sure>. enough. <laughs> All right, what about you, Cameron? And then for me, well, in general, like yellow anything. So like the yellow starburst, I got to throw in there. Yellow Skittles, I got to throw in there. And then uh, might be a hot take. Kind of, well, is it are Milk Duds the one that come in the, ye- the yellow box? Yeah. Yes, or is it Whopper? I think so. Uh, yeah, 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 it is. You won't catch me eating those. It's like a high-effort candy, you know? It, I got to chew for a long, long time for that, so I, I don't think the reward is there. But how about you, How about you, Coach P? For sure. Wait, so for yellow, is it like the lemon flavor, or is it just like yeah, uh, the just, color? I, I, yeah, I know. It, it's definitely the flavor. I don't know. Yellow Starburst, it just has never gotten it done for me. I don't think it yeah. ever will. What about banana-flavored stuff? Still no? Yeah, still no. Even though, I mean, I've had three bananas today. Don't get me wrong. I love a banana. It's just, it's not for me. I'm <laughs> candy yellow for... candy, don't, it doesn't work, I guess. For sure. Um. All right, so my top three. Number three, my third least favorite candy is Tootsie Rolls. Similar, like, I don't hate the flavor, but it's just like the getting stuck in your teeth, the effort it takes to chew it. I just, I don't know. I'm just never glad I ate a Tootsie Roll. <laughs> Number two, Whoppers. Um, similar reason, the consistency. Like, I don't love, like, the chalkiness of the inside. Like, there's, to be honest, there's not really a candy I wouldn't eat. <laughs> but these are my least three, my three least favorite. So number two, Whoppers. Number one, I don't know how this candy got so popular to be, like, a staple for, for Halloween, but candy corn. I just, Ooh, there's just, like, good one, right? That's a, that's a sneaky pick. Right, maybe yeah, even worse is those like uh, the pumpkins that are like candy corn. You guys know what I'm talking about. I feel like candy corn is more of a decoration. Yeah. No, no, no. Like <laughs> no, it should be. Like it, it, I feel like it's not meant to be consumed, and yet people find a way to do it anyway. Yeah, and I think that might be why it's like so popular because it looks good, I guess, sitting out, but it is not good. So those people are my late tide pods. So people, people, if it looks good, I guess. <laughs> yeah. True. True. Oh, uh, well, cool. Did you guys do anything for Halloween? Do you guys do you guys still dress up or too old for that? Well, I have six little siblings so, or five oh, little wow. siblings. So I go trick or treating with them, but yeah. So I didn't dress up this, year, but okay. Yeah. Did you get any king size this year? No, I didn't get any. We we were kind of late to trick or treating because it's how my family is. We're kind of late to stuff a lot, but <laughs> I guess if you got six kids, that that'll probably slow you down. Yeah, for sure. Uh, what about you, Cameron? Sure, I, I was the lion. I was the lion from Wizard of Oz. But I think looking back, when ordering my costume, they uh on Amazon they had a yellow brick road costume, and I think <laughs> that would have uh, lasted me a lifetime of joy. So I kind of looking back, kind of wish I had purchased that costume instead. But you live and you learn. You can like collect the whole the whole set. You know, get the That's whole. That's true. I guess may- maybe next year I'll be Dorothy. <laughs> there you go. Who knows? I'll, I'll have to switch it up a bit. <laughs> Nice. All right. So our second icebreaker is what's called car talk. So it's the thoughts you have when you're running by yourself, showering in the car, um, basically the times that you're alone. So my serious one that I've been thinking about for the past week, kind of, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it, but I'm sure you guys might feel a similar type of way, but state just came and went so fast. Like it was like I'm sure similar to you guys, like you had aspirations of of doing well at the state meet and you were looking forward to that all year and you're thinking about it, thinking about it, and then it comes and then it goes and 
it's just I don't know another reminder of how hard it is just to to be in the moment and to enjoy it um so just thinking about that just came and went so fast and then less serious and maybe also kind of serious thought is I'm definitely not looking forward to it being dark at 5 p.m every day <laughs> we were like finishing up a workout today at like a little after five and it was like already almost dark it was it was terrible <laughs> tragedy it is a tragedy tragedy um so yeah that's what i've been thinking about for the past week or so um anything been on your guys' minds is it too early to start uh like christmas celebration or like it, it, is it too early because i've been seeing commercials uh celebrate like on a christmas theme would you consider it too early to move on to that sort of season I think for sure. I think Thanksgiving is like the, the. Like, I the I agree with there. that. I I definitely agree with that. That that's been what that's what's been on my mind this week personally. Are you the kind of person that's like looking forward to like looking? Oh, Thanksgiving? I'm looking forward to it. I think, but I do think I need to hold off so I can uh, make the most of it. I don't think I can celebrate Christmas for two months straight, but I think if I, uh, cut it down to one month, I'll make the most of each day. Yeah. Yeah. What about Christmas music? Are you like a Christmas music in November kind of guy. Post Thanksgiving and actually the Wednesday before because uh, my sister lives in New York City and uh, so she only gets to come home for a few days and when she comes home right before Thanksgiving so we actually decorate our tree then so it starts the day before Thanksgiving uh, here at the Todd House. That's fair. What about you, Libby? Anything been on your mind? Um, I don't know. I just think of stuff I have to do like homework or running or whatever. My not serious thought, thought though would be think about food. I'm always hungry, so yeah. Think do you have a favorite? Do you have a favorite food? I like lasagna. Lasagna is my favorite. Yeah, nice homemade. All time favorite lasagna. That's a great pick right there. Um, I like homemade. Homemade is good, but yep. There we go. I had to lasagna go out to get good. lasagna though. Any yeah. special? Any any top spot people need to check out? No, I I really just like eating the one. I, that my parents make so but i'm actually having pasta tonight so i'm excited there we go cameron have you been to mama carolla's kind of oh i love mama carolla's yeah I, have you had their, i don't like... know if they'll let you in off the monon all sweaty but it's yeah. a great place to be i wish they would have you had their it's like rosemary chicken lasagna Ooh, i can't say i have i went okay. there a lot uh when i was younger because i lived i'm much closer to then but uh, i I just remember the bolognese and chicken alfredo were kind of, mm. but also when I was a younger guy, those would, those would make sense. But now I, I've expanded my palate. So I'll, next time <laughs> I'll go, I'll make sure to check out the chicken lasagna. You should. I don't know if I've ever had chicken lasagna. I know. Like it's, doesn't sound like it should work, but it really does. If you're ever up that way, try it out. Yeah. Um, Actually, fun, funny enough, my sister did a pop-up shop there one time. So I, I, I've had my good experience with Mama Carolla's because we have a family friend who uh, works there. Okay, cool, cool. Awesome. Well, like I said, appreciate you guys doing doing this. We're going to kind of dig into your guys' background a little bit, hear how you got your start and running. Like I said, then we'll get into this season and then the future going forward. Uh, so Cameron, if you want to start us off, how did you get your start in running? Uh, is there anything else you're interested in when you were younger? All that good stuff. This episode is brought to you by Olipop. Olipop is a healthy and delicious alternative to soda. Available in 14 flavors, including cherry vanilla, cream soda, and my personal favorite, classic root beer, 
Olipop combines prebiotics, plant fiber, and botanical extracts to support your digestive health with less than 5 grams of sugar and 45 calories in each can. Indiana Runner Podcast listeners can get 15% off at checkout with code IRPODCAST15. If you'd like to support the podcast and are looking for a healthy and delicious alternative to soda, check out Olipop today. All right, so uh, I've I've had a good friend growing up who's uh, struggled – well. Struggles an understatement, but uh, he's had cancer three different times, and wow. he's still one of my best friends today. Still kicking it, but uh, after I think it was his first time, he started trying to like do a, a, a lot of foundations or just trying to tr- make better situations for other kids. And through that, he created uh, it was called the Aiden Brown Five K, and so I remember running that at a pretty early age. I mean, I might have been like third grade. And it was in just this little park and pretty central Indianapolis, actually. And uh, I just remember running that with my friends. And that's kind of how I got introduced to the sport in the first place. So skip 3K, skip 2K. Um, <laughs> and my, I just went right to 5K. But then after that, I just kept playing like soccer, go Dynamo. I'm, I'll always be a, a dynamite at heart. And uh <laughs> So I played Dynamo soccer for the next few years, played a little bit of basketball, but was a little better at soccer. Uh, and then in fifth grade, I started uh, started running track in the spring because I wasn't doing anything else in the spring, but uh, at least for my school. So um, let's just say looking back, I'm glad I joined it. Yeah, definitely. When, so when you ran that 5K, um, was it like love right away? Like, you know, this is what I want to do when I get to high school or beyond or – no. I didn't hate it. And if you don't hate running, I think that's a good place to start. <laughs> that's a great but point. But also, it was just fun. Like, I've always had great friends, like, around me doing it. Um, and even though that cast has kind of changed over the years. But even then, just having so many people there was kind of a fun experience. Because it's something everyone can do. Well, to an extent, it's something everyone can do. So that's kind of part of what I love about it, I guess. Yeah, for sure. Libby, what about you? What was your, your beginning like? Well, um, I started in fifth grade and I wasn't like, whenever I was younger, like my whole family does sports and they're all really athletic and I never did any sports. So my parents, they made me try a sport and one of my friends was doing running. And so my mom made me run with her every day. And then I had to do cross country, but I ended up liking it. So, or I got to do cross country, I guess, but. (laughs) That's right. Um, No, go ahead. I've been running since fifth grade, so. Okay. See, was it enjoyment right away or has it been like kind of a slow process? Um, whenever I first started running with my mom, I did not like it. I I not it was not fun for me, but eventually I liked it once like I had friends to do it with and a team, but yeah. Yeah, definitely. I know your older sister runs. Are you the second oldest? Yeah. Okay. What uh what kind of role has your sister played in and uh you're running and just enjoyment of it um she's always just been like super supportive and super sweet and she works really hard and and I remember whenever I was younger it was like so cool seeing how like fast she was and like I it made me want to like be able to do that too and see how hard she pushed herself so that was always really cool and yeah she's always been super nice and yeah yeah but, absolutely Cameron, when you made the transition to to high school, was it a tough decision to go running over soccer or other sports, or did you know you wanted to do it? 
I definitely regretted it at times. And even still, of course, I'm very certain of my decision, but it, it's very easy for me to wonder just like what other kind of life I might be leading. You know, I've got so many great friends who play for the Brabov soccer team and they've been able to actually win two state titles and we only ended up having one. So uh, mm-hmm. it's just, it's, they always look like they're having such a great time. And there's definitely, whenever it's like a really hard day of running and you don't want to go out and the weather's terrible, it just, it sounds fun to go play soccer, I know, but I'm definitely glad I ended up um, running and founding and just finding my own love for it. Um, I don't know. Did that answer your full question? I'm not exactly sure. I kind of got lost thinking about it, but no, no, I definitely did. Um, and that kind of leads into another question I have for you is like early on, you were part of a, a really, really strong team, a, you know, a state title winning team um, surrounded by a lot of really good athletes. How, how did that time and winning state as a team compare to now, not that you don't have teammates and you don't run with them, but I imagine a lot of your, your harder efforts are, are solo. How does that like shifted through your high school career uh well what i love so much about that group of people is that or just having that great group of people around me was there was always something to work for or work towards there's always someone to chase and slowly they all know it i guess but i was able to i guess pick them off one with my running and well, uh, well, Christian and I, Christian and I probably never overlapped. He was, he always had me while we were both in high school. But from a very early on, I was never able to settle. It was always something I could, and always another guy that I could work to chase. And having that at practice every single day had to help me. And then over the years, as I matured, I was able to, I guess, establish that ability on my own. But always having other people around me to keep myself accountable and also people to race for because it's like if I have a bad race especially when I was our fifth man you know some people say your team's only as great as your fifth man and so when I was uh when I was racing as our fifth man I had to not let them down and they would never think of me as a letdown but I would (laughs) (laughs) so how about on like the success side of things like how did winning a, a team title compare to this year winning an individual title uh well, I don't love to – I know this a lot of people say it, but it's like comparison is the thief of joy. And I'm, I've been working on not comparing things recently, but the day we won state as a team is still to, the best day of my entire life. I just – being able to celebrate with people in that regard was just something so special. And it's great when you see like your own personal achievement, but doing something just as a collective unit like that and getting to go up on stage with all my brothers out there was just unmatched, unforgettable. It, um, I'm glad it happened. <laughs> yeah. And of course cool. winning, like winning on my own was pretty cool. I had a lot just to see. Uh, it was just different because when I, I had a lot of friends come out and support me, which is so amazing and kind of them, but it was kind of cool in that regard that I could count all those people and know that they, this might sound selfish, but like we're only there to see me race because I was the only um like rough runner who made it this year. So it was, I mean, I could just count the people and I was like, wow, that many people care enough to come support me on a Saturday, not morning. I guess, I guess it was noon, but yeah, <laughs> so that was pretty cool in its own way. Yeah, absolutely. Libby, for you, when did you realize that you were really good at running? 
Um, probably my sixth grade year, whenever my time started getting faster and I won a few meets. But yeah, probably around that time. So. Okay. And then, so coming into high school, like, what did you expect? Like, did you expect to be as good as you have been? Um, I was, I was, yeah, I guess I was just expecting myself to like put in as much effort and not give myself any slack just because I was a freshman. But yeah, I, I, I expected that I would do my best and like be able to perform good, but I don't know. For sure. So I interviewed your coach, actually. I don't know how long ago it has been now, but he's awesome. Um, what role has he played in your your success? Uh, I mean, he's just always helped me through like a lot of my runs and he is super supportive and helpful. Um, and like anytime struggling, he always makes me, um, he always makes me uh, push harder and he never lets me like give up or anything. And that's always been super helpful, especially whenever I feel like I want to give up and he's always like, come on, you have to keep going faster. Or you have to lead this last K or whatever. But yeah, so he's been great. He's helped me a lot. So for sure. So I actually follow him on Strava and I see like you run most of your runs with him. You guys are going like close to six minute pace on your long runs. It's pretty, pretty incredible. Like when did you start running with him or running with the guys on the team and getting pushed in that way? Um, well, my freshman year I had Abby Fleetwood and I'm really grateful I had her, but she had basketball season and I was all still in track season. So I had to find new people to run with. And that's whenever I started working up towards running with Brady and his group of boys, just so that um, I had somebody to run with. And then like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't finish every run with him, but eventually I built up to be able to run with them and finish my runs with them. But yeah. This episode is brought to you by Boo. As runners who are out in the sun daily, we need a reliable, effective sunscreen. Boo focuses on delivering real results by using FDA-approved ingredients specifically designed to prevent skin aging even under the most demanding conditions. Their innovative, scientifically proven skincare solutions are designed to work harmoniously with your active lifestyle, ensuring your skin stays youthful, vibrant, and resilient. Indiana Runner Podcast listeners can get 10% off their order with code IRPODCAST at checkout. If you're looking for a sunscreen to support your active lifestyle and want to support the podcast, check out Boo today. Have you, I don't know, do you enjoy that element? Like, do you like running with the boys team and have them to push you? Or, like, um, what do you feel about that? Yeah. yeah, I like having them there to push me just because, like, they're all super encouraging and they're super helpful. And they know that whenever I'm dying, like, they're they're really helpful and they like make me go faster so that's great having them there so yeah are they pretty like receptive like are they I don't know I feel like if a girl was beating me in practice every day it'd be pretty pretty tough but are they good sports about it um yeah they're fine with it I mean they they just they're goofy they they don't really care they're always just like oh well whatever (laughs) but yeah for sure uh Cameron where would you have gone if you went to public school uh I think north central uh actually like I I could kind of choose between north uh central and carmel because where I live uh 
but I just think I would have gone North Central. Uh, it would be fun running with Nate Colleen every day, podcast legend. <laughs> For sure. Um, it's funny. He actually commented on my uh, – like when I posted on Instagram after the statement, he, he commented. He's like, King of 86th Street. It's just funny to have like – we would always joke about that because it's West 86th Street and East 86th Street, um, just where our two schools are at. But I think North Central. Uh, but honestly, I didn't really look very hard anywhere else besides Brebuff. Once I shadowed, I kind of knew that I was going to go there, especially with my older sister going to Brebuff. Mm-hmm. Kind of, I don't know. It just I had tunnel vision on the school, I suppose. Yeah, definitely. Um, what role did the success you had at nationals last year? play and your success this year did you believe that you could have done what you did finishing sixth at nationals and what kind of confidence did that give you heading into this year well if you asked me a year ago I would have said absolutely not because I mean <laughs> I got third at the state meet and then only just and then sixth at the uh, at the national meet just kind of a it's a crazy turnaround I suppose yeah. <laughs> but taking that uh, I guess success and then pulling it into this season um I wouldn't say it gave me gave me uh more confidence. It just it set like a higher bar for myself that uh I don't know, I just kind of raised my own standards of training and professionalism uh like through through throughout the day, entire day from the minute I wake up to the minute I go to sleep. Uh Yeah, I, I just there were certain things that if I didn't do this season, kind of, uh, I would be a dis. It would be a disappointment in myself, uh, not to, I guess, accomplish those goals. And um, it's funny because one of some of my friends who don't know like running as well, they're like, they asked me, "Oh, would you, uh, what did your ranking bump up to on the national level after like winning <laughs> state?" And I and I was like, "Well, it didn't change it because that's like the ex- It's just the new expectation, uh, <laughs> I guess, with how I've been." kind of competing and so that's that's kind of how it's affected me this year if that makes any sense yeah no it definitely does um going all off of that with like expectations like how how what was your mindset heading into this year like you were obviously a contender if not the favorite to win state like did you feel that pressure were you motivated by it what was your your thinking heading into this year definitely definitely motivated by it uh and I think the best way to actually explain that is obviously I was excited about winning, but um, honestly, in the number one way I would describe it, it was just such a significant relief in my own life uh, because I'd put, you're right, it's like putting, I mean, no, no single person actually really put pressure on me. It's just, this is the world we live in, obviously, but I definitely had put a bunch of pressure on myself and that that statement at least for me personally was just something like i lose sleep over thinking about it all like as soon as i would just lay in my bed at night my mind immediately would go to that race and so mm-hmm. being able to walk out of it with a victory meant a lot to me <laughs> so all the, all the restless nights i guess i was able to dismiss yeah definitely libby what about about for you um like heading into this year like you had a really strong cross-country season. You'd finished, I believe, 15th at state the year before. Um, you didn't make a state, I believe, as an individual for track. Uh, but then coming into this year, like you knew you had success the prior year. What were your 
expectations? What were your goals heading into this year? Um, this year I didn't really like have like goals for myself. I guess like like time goals or anything or like competition goals. My like my one goal was to just like do my best and just run for God and um that's what I did this year and during track season I felt like I put a lot of pressure on myself because I wanted mm-hmm. to get a certain time and I wanted to like do it so like for people that expect me to do it and I wasn't able to accomplish because I was so stressed out and I was like but this year I just decided like not to put that pressure on myself not make expectations for myself but do my best and just run for God like I said so yeah so that that mindset like did you feel a lot freer this year like did you feel a lot less pressure yeah I felt like I was obviously a little anxious still just because I mean it is like a big race and there's a lot of competition there's always that thought like what if I do bad or like yeah but um just like having that like peace just like knowing that it's going to be okay whether I do good or bad and that I can just um I can just do my best and just run and yeah so. Yeah. Um, so kind of a question for both of you, but from different sides and I'll, I'll start with Cameron, like heading into the state meet race, like you, you'd handled your business all year, like you hadn't lost yet. You were the favorite, um, a little bit different from the year before where you were, I mean, Cole was probably the favorite going into it, but like you weren't, didn't have all the eyes on you. Like how, how is heading into this state meet different from last year? And like, how did it feel to have that kind of target on your back? Well, it is funny. You say, well, yes, yeah, last year, Cole was about as much of a lock as you could get for that top spot. <laughs> you're right. There's no shame in saying that. Um, and so you're right. Last year was kind of a, a fight for second place, if you will. And this year turned into a fight for first place, which I was pretty happy about. And, <laughs> So, so you just, you're asking how exactly did that change this year? Or like, how did it, how did it feel to have the target on your back this year? Like you coming into it, you were the favorite. Like, did you have that pressure play out? Yeah, it, I would. Well, first off, I have an appreciation for Cole. It's just all those years of people just like all they want to do when they go into races beat him. And I know I'm not saying people have that towards me, but. It, it it definitely is a little scary trying to hold people off when they're very much like trying to beat you. Uh, and it definitely tested me a lot throughout the races and throughout the season. Uh, but just knowing that there's always someone going to be right behind you, it's kind of, it makes you keep going. And so the way I thought about it, the, uh, the entire final stretch – uh, of the race so the entire final straight entire final straight away was last year tony my guy uh yeah <laughs> he beat me just right at the line and thinking about it this year um i just really wanted to not let that happen again and so when i was finishing the race this year i just when i say i didn't look back i truly mean it because i had zero clue where the next person was until once I got through the finish and was finally able to turn around. So I ran through the line because I know people were out there and they, they wanted to see me go down. And so I just, knowing that they were, no matter 
looking back would not change if they were there or not. So I just tried to run as hard as I could and, and just focus on passing through the line. Definitely. And Libby, for you coming into the state meet, like you were definitely a contender. I was hyping you up, telling people you were a dark horse, um, but you probably weren't the favorite necessarily. Like how did that um, affect your race? Like, did you kind of enjoy flying under the radar and not necessarily having all the attention? Yeah. um, It was nice not having all the pressure on me and just like kind of being there and not having that expectation that I was, that I'm supposed to win or that I have to do this, but I could just run and like run the way I wanted to and not have to satisfy what other people wanted me to do. But so, yeah, it was nice not having that pressure. If you'd like to continue listening to this episode of the podcast, you'll need to subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Indiana runner. Once you do, you'll get access to all full length episodes of the interview portion of the podcast in addition to other subscriber-only content, including extra content on race previews and recaps, book club episodes, the ability to ask my guests questions, and much more. Thanks again for listening to and supporting this podcast. I look forward to connecting with you on Patreon.